You're locked in for the CEO of you. My name's Jacob Ingram-Gore. I'm a fully certified NLP and empowered intelligence coach, and we've got an absolute belter of a podcast. Anyone can escape the matrix, but first step of escaping the matrix. Jacob Ingham-Gore. A university student dropout who has hit rock bottom in the past. I lost my girlfriend, I lost my dog, I lost my flat, I lost my job, and obviously spent all my money, so I was like, shit. Found his purpose in being an NLP coach. And is now helping people across the country destroy their deep-rooted trauma and live a better, fulfilled life. Like, we are so much capable of so much more. We're just so dumbed down from the food we eat, the air that we breathe, every little detail of it. And when you're in the matrix, you're in this state of, like, you're sat, you're watching the news, you're doing your nice vibe. Nothing wrong with a nine to five, but are you in that slave mentality or you're in that free mentality? You can go down this rabbit hole of like escaping the matrix and, and all this. A way I like to live my life now is you create your own reality. If I was to start all over again, there'd be two things I'd do. The one, personal development. And the second thing is... Thank you, Jacob. We're ready for a bouter of a podcast. But before the bouter, I got to ask you this first question. Callum was just on before you and he said you was in university studying geology. My bro, why geology out of all things? Great question. And I, what is it? Oh, <laughs> great question. Uh, why? No fucking idea. <laughs> what is it? Looking at rocks. <laughs> you, just get, you just get trapped to the system, don't you? So I went down a rabbit hole like everyone does. Didn't know what I wanted to do in my life and... Um, something I did at A-level and you know a lot of people go to university to buy time that's exactly what I did didn't know what I wanted to do I was pushed in that direction by parents by society by school sixth form whatever and um only when I was at university I had a mad realization when I was like this is not how I want to live my life so that's that's kind of how I got into it how was you living your life at uni yeah so to be honest with you I was just shacking birds taking drugs and partying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be completely real with you. And uh, yeah, it was just like, I got started. I remember just like looking at um, like the lecturers there. And it was this one guy, this one lecturer. He was about this high. He was bald and he had a beer belly. Looked like a proper virgin. And I was just like, I was like thinking to myself, like that is not how I wanted to end up. And I was looking around. Half the people in there were hungover. They were asleep. They all looked like just not the type of people I wanted to be. And um that's so when it started to hit me, and I was just there partying. I didn't really know why, what the alternative was, so I carried on. It was actually um, halfway through my second year that I ended up dropping out. And the, the reason why I dropped out was um, a reason came along. I had uh, one of my best mates, Oliver Brooks. He came along and uh, he basically said, we're starting up a business. Do you want to join? And that was what caused me to sort of leave university in the first place. And uh, I remember walking into um, the lecture theatre. I had my little withdrawal form. And yeah, I remember I need my lecture to sign it. So I went into the lecture theatre as the lecture was going on. And the lecture was like, hiya. I can't remember his name. It's called like Greg or something. I was like, Greg, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I've got a withdrawal for me, mate. I need you to sign it. I'm off. Sit a bit. What did they think when you just said, yo? They were like, are you sure? And like to me, I was, I'd sold myself well before this even happened. So it was like, they were like, are you sure this is what you want? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Sign it, please. <laughs> so what, I know off. So what are the paths if you would have finished the course? Like, what do you think would have happened if you stayed on the course? <sighs> Where would you be? I right would have been leaning into my purpose, man. I would have been unfulfilled. Um, I wouldn't. I, f- I believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe the universe works in mysterious ways and it's constantly pushing you. And I think that... Um, 
there's two ways to kind of view it. I think one way is I'd be probably like on oil rigs or something looking for oil. Yeah, cool. You know, you can get some good jobs, hundred grand a year, whatever, but it's not purpose. And I think bigger than that. So that's kind of one aspect, but I, I, I do truly believe that the universe constantly points you in the right direction as long as you pay attention to it mm. and you take action on that. So yeah, I, I believe the way I am, I would have always looped back around and come back on this path that, that we're on right now. Yeah. Do, you, do you have any contacts with the people at uni? Like the to friends that you used to go you. with and party? I, I, like I'm still mates, mates with some of them. There's one that I'm still good mates with. Um, some of them I've not spoke to for like two years. Like if I saw them, I'd be mates with them. Like we're not, yeah. not falling out or anything. We're just different people. Like they're very much in the matrix. Okay. Very like, there's no getting them out of the matrix. They're well and truly down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, I'm well out of that. So it was just, we're not compatible as people. We think very differently. And, um, you know, talking about, obviously listening mm -hmm. to previous podcasts you're doing, um, like you want to be very careful of who you give your energy to and who you're around. And mm -hmm. I just want to get around people who think big, who who do what they say they're going to do, who make big decisions, take risks, you know, are climbing that ladder. Um, and they're on a mission, man. What is the matrix? Oh, a great question. So there's a million one ways mm. that we can go down this rabbit hole. I believe that the whole of society is set up by the behind the scenes powers, the behind the scene government, the government's just puppets. They're just the front end of it, the show. There's, there's deeper layers to all of that. And I believe that the whole of society is set up for control to dumb us down to every little aspect to detail the, the construct of the English language to simple things like, you know, using knives and forks. When you use your fingers to eat food, mm -hmm. there's a, a connection between you touching the food and your gut. You're supposed to digest it better. It's supposed to be better for you. You know, when you use knives and forks, you block that. You know, shoes that we wear, these mm -hmm. electrons that come from the earth. Grounded. Yeah, it's grounded. Like if you, you, you're into that kind of stuff, right? So when you wear shoes, it blocks that. Like every little detail is very, very, very cleverly set up to put us in a weakened state. I believe us as human beings, especially my learnings now with NLP and empowered intelligence, um, like we are so much capable of so much more. We're just so dumbed down from the food we eat, the air that we breathe, and mm. um, every little detail of it. And when you're in the matrix, I believe that you're in this state of like, there's a million one ways to be in the matrix, but you, you know, you're sat, you're watching the news, you're doing your nine to five, nothing wrong with a nine to five, but are you in that slave mentality or you're in that free mentality? Yeah. So like, just like that, why do you think people stay stuck in that slave mentality? They don't know anything better. They don't mm -hmm. believe in themselves. They don't know anything better. They're doing the best they can with the resources and knowledge that mm -hmm. they've got and the way that they're programmed. So, anything out of that is so alien to them. One, they don't believe it. They're not thinking big enough. They don't think it's possible. And I guarantee you right now, the people who believe in that is based on what they consume, visually, what, what they watch, auditory, and their environment, the people they hang around. I guarantee you right now, mm -hmm. someone who every day puts stuff in their minds, whether they're watching stuff, whether it's um, through what they listen to, and it's on a big high level, the environment they're around, the people they're getting around are on a high, playing a bigger game. I guarantee you right now, those people will start to think that way. Like the mm -hmm. power of your environment is so unbelievably powerful on the way it programs you. 
it's, it's another level. If I was to start all over again and I had to do one thing to start getting the ball rolling for success, there'd be two things I'd do. Uh, the one would be personal development, whether it's free or like a tenor, like a book, and then that escalates more to higher investments into yourself. And the second thing is I would just network like fuck and get around those people and be around those people consistently all the time. So if you could, it, first, let me ask you, is there a way to escape the matrix? Of course there is. Anyone can escape the matrix, but first step of escaping the matrix is awareness. Wow. I don't, mm. I don't know if he's watched my reel, but... <laughs> <laughs> continue, continue. Clip it. <laughs> Devil clips. Yeah. So well, the first step is awareness. So the first step is awareness. When you're aware of like, okay, this, you know, for example, let's flip back, COVID, mm -hmm. right, all that stuff. Like this, everything's connected. Um, you know, the, I don't know if you've seen recently the whole, um, where they're going to flag up um, alerts on your phone now of what's going on. Uh, with like, uh, what is it? It's, it's like an emergency warning type thing. Yeah. Like there's so many layers to this stuff and you won't be able to access your phone until you acknowledge it. There is a ways of turning it off though. If you go in your settings, uh, go onto the notifications part, just flick all the way down. You'll be able to see it on your phone. The two buttons at the bottom, flick them off. Okay. So when did these get added? Great question. <laughs> yeah. And what, what did they do precisely again, sorry? So this is just one part of it, right, of, mm -hmm. of, um, of, of like sort of the agenda. Now, the end goal is total, total, total control. They want to take away bit by bit, freedom by freedom, you know, mm -hmm. um, from every little detail, from everything, everything. I could go on for hours and hours and hours down this rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, the end goal is total, total and utter control. Okay. Is there any other ways to escape the matrix? Because you said self-awareness. Yeah, so awareness. The second one is take action. It's like what are you educating yourself on? Like the first step is health. Like focus on the stuff you can control. Mm -hmm. Like you can't control if they're going to try to put us in a, another lockdown or whatever. Like these other, these things on the agenda that I think are coming, um, these things that are out of our control, focus on the things that you can control. Number one is health. Like, the food that you buy from the supermarket, I guarantee you now, 99% of the stuff that's on the shelf isn't real food. It's, it's, it's industrially farmed. Um, it's filled with pesticides. It's filled with herbicides. It's filled with shit. You know, go to uh, a farm shop, eat organic food, you know, grow your own food or find someone who does grow their own food. But the best place I'd say is farm shops. So step number one's health. And I'll be honest with you, this is a, an area that I'm focusing on now and I, I want to step up massively in. Um, and that's a big, big area. The second one um, is, as we've already said, is just focus on like what you're feeding yourself in terms of in your mind, you know, what you're listening to, what you're watching, who you're getting around. Um, that has a major, major impact. And when you get around people with knowledge, who are also aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my learnings of, of what's going on in the world um, have actually been from the people I've hung around. Like when you're on people from this sort of wavelength, it, it starts to have this snowball effect. Same with not, not just escaping the matrix, but creating wealth, living a better fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the coaches I've invested in from are, are getting around people who've either introduced me or you know through network marketing or whatever and, and kind of gone down that sort of, um, that route and networking. So everything's a snowball effect when you get around the right people. So I just wanted to ask you, when did you have that paradigm 
switch paradigm is that what you call it the, 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 the biggest, paradigm shift yeah the biggest thing that woke me up was was lockdown um that led on to a snowball of effects mainly um people that i knew uh that kind of got me on that wavelength and then they were passing information my way and sending me video links and all this mm. and then i started watching and then i started waking up and i was a bit skeptical at first but then when you start to see evidence of that in real life and then you start to wake up and then all these random events, you know, COVID and then, you know, the war in Russia and, you know, all the inflation and gas prices and all that some like going off. They all seem like random events. But when you kind of have an understanding of what's going on and it's you ask yourself, well, actually, is that pushing the end goal of utter total control? There's a, there's a thing called problem, action, solution. They create a problem mm -hmm. uh, so they can take action on this fake problem. Mm -hmm. So the solution is... What, the, what people believe is a solution for this uh, problem that they've created, but actually the solution is to push the gender of total control. And when you start to look at it and go problem, action, solution, the solution of that is that pushing towards this end goal of total yeah. control. Yeah. You're like, yeah, ah, you start yeah. to put the pieces of the dots together and it's just been a snowball effect. And then getting around more people and more people and more people, um, you know, me and my business partner, Callum, we, we, we've lived there uh, with a good mate of ours, um, out in Mallorca. He's got an Instagram account called The Conscious Pineal. Okay. And he's got mental connections in this area. And it's just this snowball effect of really seeing what's going on. Um, and here's the thing, right? Yes, you could go down this rabbit hole of like escaping the matrix and, and all this. A way I like to live my life now is you create your own reality. You create your own reality, you create your own world, and um, you just, you just got to go all in with it. Create wealth ASAP. So how has your environment changed since you've had this change in mindset? Because I could imagine a lot of people probably would have been left behind because they're still thinking the same old ways and you're on about creating your reality. So them, they'll be like, what, what, what are you talking about? I think, so here's the thing, right? If you sort of project your model of the world onto people, mm -hmm. people who aren't ready for that yet, there'll be a clash. There'll be resistance. They'll think you're an idiot. They'll think, what are you on about? You've got to bring people to a place of realization themselves. And it's, you know, you can... Take a horse to water, you can't make him, you can't make it drink it. Mm -hmm. So you've got to help people come to a, a place of realization themselves, um, is the best way to do that. And you know, I, I talk about this stuff a lot um around sort of certain people. And um yeah, it's it's it, you know, it's not on us to wake them up, it's on them. It's them at the end of the day, it's their mind, it's their body, it's their life. Um, you can only share that information, the rest is on them. Simple as that. So tell me, how did you get into this NLP stuff? And explain what it is, because I've already forgot. It's neuros. Neuro-linguistic neuro programming, yeah. So is that combined with something called empowered intelligence? And I suppose the way I got into it, bit of mad story, actually. So I'll flip all the way back. Uh, me and Callum, my business partner, we met here through something called network marketing. Uh, so we're building like a travel business. It's, it's basically a, a business you start under the umbrella of a bigger business. Mm -hmm. And then we went out to Dubai. So we were on a holiday out in Dubai, me, Callum, uh, and our mate, Sam. And uh, I was bricklaying at the time. And when I was out there, my bricklaying gang fell apart. So in bricklaying, you you obviously can't build a house on your own, so you, you work in gangs, right? So mm -hmm. I, uh, my Britlane gang fell apart, which means I knew I was coming home to no job. I thought, shit. And obviously, <laughs> out in Dubai, spunked all my money as you do. <laughs> Blew it all. So I came home and uh, spent all my money, had no job. Um, me and the girlfriend at the time, we were together four and a half years. Uh, we lived together. We had a flat together in Manchester and we had a dog together. Um, we ended up breaking up. 
So within a space of two weeks, I lost. Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah, yeah it's heavy, man. Um, best thing that ever happened to me now. But we, uh, <laughs> yeah, I broke up with the, with the girl. So I lost my girlfriend. I lost my dog. I lost my flat. Um, I lost my job and obviously spent all my money. So I was like, shit. <laughs> I li- basically I, rock bottom. Yeah, literally yeah. was like, fucking, that's everything. Bosh, all in one hit. So um, moved back home and um, just, I was just there. I, it was just two options, right? You can either play the victim or you can use it as a, a, a crazy opportunity to grow. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the opportunity by the balls. You know, I believe everything happens for a reason. Callum actually got me into high ticket sales. So we were doing that, selling solar panels and then... Um, as he's mentioned on, on another podcast, um, we ended up going out to Mallorca, ticket selling. and um, But just before that happened, it's crazy, this whole concept of freedom lifestyle, which led me on to becoming an NLP and empowered intelligence coach. We had the same epiphany of that on the same weekend. He was at a business event, and he called, I remember him calling him up saying, we need to start a coaching business. And I was in Wales. Um, we had this like Airbnb, there's a few mates of me um, and a couple of mates from home. And... Uh, we were, I, I was on a heroic dose of magic mushrooms. Okay. So anyone who knows about magic mushrooms, I was on five grams, which is like a very, very high amount. And I remember lying there, like I was in like the fetus position like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I felt like I was back in the womb. That's how it felt. And uh, it was like this entity or something talking to me uh, and like communicating with me. And um, it was just, I don't know, it was just... I kept having this calling, like, do NLP, do NLP, do NLP. Is that I, what the entity was saying? Like, it wasn't it was, it was like saying it. I don't know how to describe it. It was just like a knowing. It was just like, uh-huh. it was just like a feeling. Like, yeah. it, I've just been drawn to it. I've known about NLP. I've done bits and bobs of it in the, in the past. Nothing on the level it is to, like, I've done it today. And it was pushing me in that direction. And I knew a lad, actually, through Network Martin, one of my previous companies. Very successful guy. Um he was, he, he was a seven-figure income earner himself. Um, I knew him through um, one of my old mentors called James Lavelle, who was a seven-figure income earner. And I knew he did NLP. So I remember after that, I just called him up and was like, I'm just looking to get into NLP. And he just said, come down to my office. So he did. Uh, went for everything. Um, that then had a snowball effect of me having something called a breakthrough. I can get into that in a minute. Um, and then I invested five grand into that, which mm. then led me on to invest in further another 20 grand into learning this skill myself and it's a powerful 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 skill wow is it was it 20 grand for the year or no, it, just it, 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 just to learn it basically just went through and um, how long how quick did you go through it about six months but it was intense two three hours studying myself a day uh two calls a week with him which were about three four hours per call wow. uh, about once a month i was down in the room with him for the full day wow. uh, it was full on very full on. Um, so yeah. It was... All right, if you could give us a tiny insight, what, what were some of the questions you would ask us if we was to be like become a client of you? Well, what's your problem? All right. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah, like, I believe I'm all right. Yeah, that. yeah, go for it. Let's say I had some family issues with my mother or father. Okay. So what, what, what is the problem? So let's say the problem was um, I would like to see my dad more or I didn't live with my dad. Yeah. So how is that a problem? Um, let's say I'll say, I would like to see my dad more. Um, I see everybody else with their dad. I hear you. And like, how is that a problem? That prob- it's prob- it would be a problem. I guess I can't really do it because it's hypothetical, is it? <laughs> I, I, I know it is. And if it wasn't, how, okay, how would it be a problem? Did, 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 you, want, you want me to do my... <laughs> 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 
I'll do a room. I'll do a room. I need help. I'm I'm broke. Okay. How so is that a problem? Yeah, that's a huge problem for me. How is that a problem? I feel like I can't live the life I want to live with without the amount of money. What what will happen if you don't resolve that problem? I probably won't live a fulfilled life. I would probably be very sad and I'd probably regret everything that I've done. So how long have you had this problem? Uh, how Since long have I had school? it? Since I was born. Since you were born? Since I was born. And what do you want instead of the problem? Wealth and abundance. Yeah. What else? Happiness. Yeah. Time. Uh, yeah. Time, freedom. Yeah. And what, yeah. what have you tried in the past to fix this problem and hasn't worked? What have I tried? I have tried to, well, I'm still trying. <laughs> I haven't given up. Tried to run my own business. That way I can take the risk, but also make most of the profit instead of being an employee and being paid hourly. So what, what, what went wrong with that to carry on the problem? What went wrong? I would say possibly scaling issues hiring staff issues and finding clientele issues like what specifically was the issues in that possibly the outreach outreach yeah. to finding the clientele and having them pay me the amount that i want right okay because like, i have a money problem so it's a, so again flipping back to yeah. the money so the money problems then further creating the money problem right yeah now here's the thing people think they've got a problem in business they don't have a problem in business. They've got a personal problem that's showing up in the business. Okay. So a lot of us, we turn to the external world. We want to learn skills. We want to learn abilities. All that's great. It's essential. We, we've got to learn it. The big uh, thing that we're missing, part of the puzzle, is what's actually going on inside. You know, we always focus on we've got to do more. We've got to work smart. We've got to work hard. We've got to do all this stuff. Well, actually, rather than doing that, let's also focus on being more. You know, if you want to make, if, it, if it's, cloudy outside and we want to make the sun brighter we don't have to turn up the brightness of the sun we just got to move clouds out of the way you know everybody has what we call weeds in the garden we walk around this earth for the first seven years of our life without a conscious mind it's the conscious mind that gives you the ability to either accept or reject information now the prime directive of the mind the number one priority over anything is to keep you alive as long as possible on this planet so the reason why we don't have a conscious mind for the first seven years is we want to learn stuff like a sponge as quickly as possible. So our kids can learn stuff so, so easily mm -hmm. so we can survive in the world. The brain's not perfect, makes mistakes. So a downside of that is we take on a lot of negative programming too. Like there's so many ways that that can happen. Um, you know, you're crying as a kid, as kids do, and your parents say, stop crying, stop crying, or you can't do that and start shouting at you. Kids always ask why, 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 why? Now, they may ask that in the head or they may ask that out loud. If no one's there to answer that question for them, they answer it themselves. Or why can't I cry? Um, good kids don't cry. I'm a bad person. Bang! Create a, a belief at a very young age, at a very deep level. Have you ever seen the film Inception? I did recognize it. It's a belter film. I'd recommend watching it. But what happens is this, this then very, uh, we grow up, holding this belief that we created at a young age at a deep unconscious level. We then form a conscious mind, grow into an adult. The conscious mind actually doesn't finish forming until you're around your mid twenties. 
So you boys, how old are you now? 20, 22. 22. Just 22. So you, you, you're still there. It's not even fully formed yet. For us, it's just about finishing. We're 25 now. Mm-hmm. And you grow up and this, this, this belief that you form can manifest in every area of your life. It's like having weeds in the garden. Now, what people do is they try and go out and they, with, the, with your hedge cutters and they try and cut every single weed in the entire garden. That's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And even if they did manage to do it, the root's still there. So the weeds keep growing back. Or even worse, people, rather than cutting the weeds, they try to flatten the weeds, try to flatten it down to get rid of the weeds through coping mechanisms. You know, there's a million one ways that we can do coping mechanisms. Some people it's, it's alcohol, some people it's drugs, some people it's meditation, some people it's exercise, some people it's traveling, some people it's sales, some people it's going out and having sex with lots of women. You know, there's a million one ways. Now, there's not necessarily anything wrong with doing these things, but what's the purpose behind doing it? Are you doing it because you just want to do it or are you doing it because it's a coping mechanism from all the shit that you're holding on to? So what a better technique is to do Mm-hmm. is to rather than flatten and cut the weeds, we want to find the root. When we find the root, if you pull up the root, all the weeds in the garden disappear. So how would you do that? Well, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had to sign stuff. So uh, yeah, there's many techniques, techniques and stuff that we do that. Um, then the next, uh, so the step number three, so the first step is to find the root. Mm-hmm. The second step is to eliminate the root. When you eliminate the root, all the weeds in the garden disappear. Step number three is you then plant the new seed. When you plant the new seed, this time around, it's going to grow into a beautiful garden. You're going to have the oak tree. You're going to have the bluebells. You're going to have the daffodils. You're going to have the beautiful grass. And we completely rewire your neurological structure to set you up for more external success and more internal peace and fulfillment. Now, an analogy I like to use is the captain and the ship. So... You've got the captain, which is the conscious man. Mm-hmm. And the captain wants to go in this direction to point B. And you've got the unconscious man, which is like the crew. And the crew wants to go to point C. Mm-hmm. Now, people are constantly just in this battle, like trying to get to point B. And it's just constant ground. It's like they're constantly on the, on the, the wheel of the boat, like pulling it back over this way and it's and it's keep wanting to go back over to point C and then it's like this constant craft and grind and as soon as they take the eye off the ball the foot off the pedal even worse they're getting constant burnout bang they're back over here because that's how the program right mm-hmm. so um, and it's just constant physical pull like how much energy is that going to take it takes a lot of energy what a better thing to do is to completely rewire your neurological structure so they, they want to go in the same direction it's like before you do that it's like the captain's constantly radioing down to the engine room, the crew in the engine room, go, hey, we're going over to point B and they're just not listening. Yeah. So when you rewire it and the crew want to go in the same direction to point B as the captain, the conscious mind, rather than feeling like it's swimming upstream all the time, it's just constant graft and grind, everything just seems hard, you now feel like swimming downstream. Everything just feels effortless. It just seems to happen and it's just this flow. Um, that combined with skills and abilities can take you to levels that you wouldn't even believe. You do this for other people, I assume. Yeah. What's one of the best testimonials that you've received? It's got to be this man right here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Callum Webber. And what, what what was it? What was it like? If you could tell us briefly. Um, like, what, 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 was his, what was his experience like, first of all? <sighs> Mr. Webber, I've got to leave that all with you, mate. That's a... 
what what was your experience when he coached you in this NLP? Um, it was in, it was it was incredible. He took me he took me to like death. Like he took me to like when my family would die, and it completely changed my perspective of how I view the world, how I view the present, being in the present. Mm-hmm. Something I struggled with was um, always. I'm always thinking in the future and not always in the present. So that really gave me clarity. And he also took me back to uh, like, t- like it's called like timeline therapy. And you go back in time to like when you have like trauma. And I realized that I actually had trauma from being in the womb. Like my mum was 16 when she had me. My dad was 18. And I went back to when I was in the womb by one month. And I realized I entered the world with a chip on my shoulder. I entered the world with trauma. So I was doomed from the start of birth to have trauma insecurities that were going to hold me back. And I basically didn't feel loved, um, which was showing up in many areas of my life. I want to actually ask you this question now. Yeah. So I'm guessing you've done this, this, um, this experience too. Oh, like, had it done to me? Yeah, had yeah, it yeah, done yeah, to yeah. So like, what were some of the things that you noticed? If, are you allowed to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So what, was, yeah, so yeah. what, so what was something that you know is some of the roots that you had stuck that you had to then fix and then, then reconstruct? So getting down to it, um, a belief I was carrying around from a very, very young age was I felt like a little bitch. Okay. Right? Okay. And there's a million one ways to, for, that, to, for that to manifest, right? So there was a... Um, when you said you felt that unconsciously, like... Very deep unconscious and, and level. And back head, like, you have to feel like a little... Yeah, like consciously, I was like, what? Nah, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Well, that doesn't make sense. But deep-rooted, like, that, that's a belief I had. And, um, you know, there's a study done where um, there was these two brothers, and the parents uh, were alcoholics and drug addicts. And these two brothers then grew up, and they got interviewed. Now, one of them ended up on death row. When he got interviewed, they were like, what is it that, you know, what, what made you happen to make you to end up here? And uh, he said, well, my parents were alcoholics and, and, and drug abusers. So what do you expect? Now, the other brother went out there and built a multi-million pound business. He built a multi-million pound business. He had the beautiful wife. He had the beautiful kids. He was living the dream, the beautiful house. And when they interviewed him, he said, like, what, how, what was it that made you sort of create this life? He was like, well... My parents were drug addicts and uh, alcoholics. What do you expect? Now, they will have formed the very similar beliefs. So, for example, just chucking an example out there, a very common one is I don't feel worthy. Now, how's that going to show up? There's two ways. One is you're not going to take action on anything and not achieve anything in your life because you don't feel worthy. The other one is you go out, you build a multi-million pound business, you do all these things, but the external world doesn't change the internal world. So they're going to go out there and they're going to create this multi-million pound business and they're still not going to feel worthy. Now that's an even worse place to be because at least at the other end of the spectrum, you've got hope. You're like, well, when I do get all this stuff, it's like, I'm going to feel good. Now, uh-huh. this is why I get a lot of deaths in celebrities and stuff like that. When you're at this end of the spectrum and it's like, well, I've got the Lamborghinis, I've got, you know, the houses, you know, I've had the girls, I've got the kids, like whatever. It's like, what, what now? They still feel like shit. And this is like a bad place to be. And sometimes you don't notice the handbrake is on the car until the car starts moving. And the faster that car's moving, the more you notice it. If it's stationary, you don't notice the handbrake's on. When it's on the motorway doing 70 miles an hour, shaking like a shitted dog, <laughs> you know, you know, uh-huh. handbrake's on. So flew back to your question. Uh, one for me was I felt like a little bitch. These are the reasons why I got into MMA, I got into jujitsu, I got into business, I got into sales. So what was the reason you felt like a little bitch? I don't know. It's a belief that I, I created at a very, very young age. Um, is there any external factors? 
There will have been. There will have been something. There will have been a moment that happened in time where in that instant that that happened, bang, I would have created that belief and at a you very young age. Do you think you got identified them as of now? Oh, that belief's gone. Right. Hands down. But did you believe... Have you identified the, uh, the external factors that made you have that belief? No. no. The, so here's the thing, right? The unconscious works in mysterious ways. It doesn't work like the... The unconscious knows everything. It tracks everything from, from the minute you were conceived. However, it works in feelings. It works with colors. It works with pictures. It works with sounds. It doesn't work logically. We try to think logically with our minds. Um, you know, coming back to that place, I, I don't know what, it was just a feeling that came up. It was just like, oh, ugh, I wanted to say it. It's because your unconscious mind always knows it was, a, it was a feeling. But logically, it doesn't make any sense. So I just knew I had that belief. It came up. Um, logically, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know the external environments. I just know at some point early on in life, um, I created that belief. And that then manifested into all areas in my life. I used to have validation with women. Like I was like, I, I need to keep like shagging all these girls and stuff to have this mm -hmm. validation or have a missus or whatever. Um, and all these different things. Now, I do a lot of the stuff that I used to do, but it's from a different space now. It's not from a, I'm a little bitch because that root has been pulled up and the new root's been planted of, I feel strong, I feel empowered. Now that is manifested in all different ways. Now, when you operate from that space, it's a whole different place to operate from. Now, here's the thing. The second thing in the mind after survival is it wants to move you away from pain mm -hmm. or move you towards pleasure. And even when you get pleasure, it wants to, it's like, oh, how can I keep it? So you're either moving away from stuff, which a lot of people are, mm -hmm. or you are moving towards something. There's a massive difference between moving away from being broke and moving towards creating wealth. When you move away from something, it's directionless. You know, if you go to Birmingham oh. Airport and you are, I just want to get out of Birmingham, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> where the fuck are you going? And when you get out of Birmingham, is the motivation still there to get out of Birmingham or is the motivation gone? Yeah. It goes, right? Rather than doing that, if you're in Birmingham and you go, I want to go to Thailand, yeah, then it's, you've got direction in where you're going. It's got intention. Now, with that, that was an analogy, but when it's moved towards, there's this constant... Um, constant momentum that you're experiencing. If you're moving away from being broke, when you get a bit of money behind you, it's like a yo-yo pattern. You lose your motivation. You're like, yeah, whatever. You stop doing the things that got you the money. You then go back down. Then, oh shit, I've got no money. Spent all my money. Motivation kicks back in, goes back up. And it's a constant yo-yo. Uh, this pattern that we see, that this applies to anything in life. Um, and it's stressful on the body. When you move towards something, it's this constant direction of moving towards something. Um, and it's, it's, it's easier on the body. It feels like you're swimming downstream, not against the current. What's one trauma that a lot of people have? And you've seen it's, it's a regular reoccurrence that a lot of people have. Cool. Great question. So a lot of this is uh, obviously I've, I've practiced a lot of stuff um, on people. Um, I've obviously read into it. I've been coached massively on it. There's so many different root causes to things. I would say the most common ones are... I'm not worthy or something around that. Mm. I'm a bad person. Um, I don't feel loved. You know, there's a million one sort of beliefs that you can create yourself that don't serve you at a very deep unconscious level. It's like, imagine walking around for seven years with no armor. Everything <laughs> you got told was truth. I, at three years old, if I said to you, the sky's green, you'd take it on as truth. Now as a full-grown adult, you know, that's bullshit, you know, because it's blue, isn't it? Yeah. So um, we're taking everything on as truth. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's got no armor up. Everybody, every human being on planet Earth, unless you've done like a breakthrough or something similar, you're carrying shit. It's impossible to get away from it. I believe that. I've heard some story about like the Play-Doh effect. Like imagine being a fresh piece of dough and you go through life, you go through family, relationships, experiences, and then all that dough gets molded into so many things and it's up to you which one pieces you want to take off, which pieces you want to fix. So that was a great yeah. analogy of the story. Yeah. I want to know, is it possible to, well, it's possible to program a child, but is it possible to program it in a way that you want it of course become. it is. Yeah. That's all like manipulation almost. Yeah, it, it, in a positive way, but yeah, I yeah, suppose it is. Yeah. Like, because it's not like the, I'm going to condemn it, my child and manipulate it, them yeah. myself. Just you know, know someone might listen and think, yo, how do I do Here's the thing, right? Uh, you, can, you, you can do a lot, but you can only do the best you can. That mm. kid is not going to be with you every second of the day. Yeah. You could be next to someone who says something, bang. That you're out of that control. That kid's at school. The teacher says something to him, bang. They've created a belief. So you can do a lot, but you can't get away from it. You just can't. Like, unless you're with that kid every moment of every second and there's no one else around that's going to say something or an external circumstances happen, like it's impossible. But you can only do the best you can by installing empowering beliefs to your child when you are with them. Okay, so great. So to mothers and fathers who have kids right now, who maybe maybe listen to this and think, yo, I want to get a kid, I want to raise the best. What would what advice would you to give to the recommend to them? Tell to him give like to their child on it, a regular basis. I've got a little brother. Yeah. And I always tell him when I see him, you're a king, just to make make him know. Yeah. You are that guy. Bro. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And like I remember one time I said to him, he wanted to learn to play chess. And I was like, big man, you're not ready to play chess. And then, I, and then he, he sat back and he went, and my mom, my mom walked past and said to me, he don't know that. If you tell him, yeah, he, he will be ready to play chess. And that's when I kind of know, it's, yo, you're a king every time I see you, bro. So like, love what, that. what piece of advice would you give? Well, that's one of them. Install empowering beliefs into them at young age. Um, there's a few things. Um, one of them is we're never taught how to deal with emotions, right? So if we... Um, there's a whole rabbit hole I could go down with this. Some stuff I can't say because I've had to sign intellectual property. Yeah. But what I can say is um, it, when you, we're never taught to express our emotions. In fact, we're taught and programmed to do the opposite. Baby's crying. What do parents normally say? Stop, Stop crying. crying. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? Yeah. So if we make that belief that we aren't allowed to cry, then rather than leaning into that emotion, experiencing it and let it pass through us, which is what emotions designed for, the purpose of emotion is to send a message. Mm -hmm. So when we understand that, every emotion we get, if we're like, well, what's this message bringing to me? When you acknowledge the message, what happens to the emotion? It serves its purpose, it disappears. Yeah. If we don't do that, and we believe that we can't express our emotions unconsciously, because we programmed into us at a young age, we then suppress it or reject it. So we then hold that as unresolved emotions. Um, and that can, you know, for example, there's a million one ways that that can happen. Road rage, you're an adult, you're driving along, someone cuts in front of you. Yeah, you might be like, oh, dickhead. Or some people are like, oh, you fucking dickhead, all this sort of yeah. stuff. Crazy, aren't it? Yeah, it's because that I'm one little small 
incident that would create a small amount of anger has brought up all that unresolved anger that's coming out. It's the same with anything. It's giving me Tim Paradox for that, don't you? Yeah, you yeah, it's similar kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that yeah. is some serious facts. Yeah. Have you yeah. read the Tim Paradox book? I haven't, I haven't read it. See, the Tim Paradox talks about it. It's like just reacting to Class situations. Book. Like, was it the frontal? You got the frontal cortex, and he talks. Yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've yeah, read it. Basically, but... saying like, yo, there's a part of your brain which is just emotionless and just reacts. Yeah. So like that's where let's say it's... I slapped you, you think it first reaction. Like, I'm gonna knock him out. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but like, you haven't before you thought, to him, yo, why is he slapping me? You've already reacted, and the chimp said, and like, I think I don't know what the the bit that's controlling it is. The human, basically, say the human part of the brain is saying, yeah. yo, why did he slap? Basically, think before. Yeah, you know what? That's that's because with, with the driving example, I'm always driving, and like you or my girl would just be like, why don't you beep your horn? That guy is what? Like, why did he do that? And I'm just like. <laughs> Just it's, chilled. It, yeah, it is, yeah, it is. Bro, it didn't crash. We're good. Just chilled. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah. To be honest, there's been a few times. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a few times. <laughs> well, yeah, to, to answer your question then, um, you know, if your kid's crying, don't tell it not to cry. Yeah. Just just be there for them. Like, just be like, yeah, it's all right. And just allow them to express their emotions. What people try and do, imagine you sat on the side of a lake and a rock falls in, quakes alert, splash, quakes alert, mm -hmm. ripples. People try to get in the lake, try to flatten out the ripples. Well, what happens when you do that? You create more ripples. ripples yeah. wow. A better thing to do is to sit there, be like, ah, oh, no judgment. Just be like, ah, oh, it's ripples. Cool. And just the ripples will just fizzle out. Simple as that. Install empowering beliefs into them as much as you can. I'd educate them around this sort of stuff. Teach them how to deal with emotions. Teach them that it's okay to express emotions. In fact, mm. rather than not crying, I want you to cry your eyes out. Because if you cry your eyes out and you imagine you ramp up the dial and like really lean into it and experience it, that emotion is just going to pass through you and it's going to be gone. It's cool. Like we, we, we live in this world where it's like, oh, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Well, that's not being a human being. You can't be happy all the time. Yeah. You're happy all the time. And your mum dies. Is that like, that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up like, it is, we're, we're human beings we go through these uh, range of emotions from happiness to sadness to anger to frustration to euphoric to fulfillment mm -hmm. to you know whatever yeah you just ride those emotions every emotion you experience good bad serves you doesn't serve you whatever lean into it embrace it and let it pass through you and, and experience life at its most richest form rather than suppressing it because that's when problems happen is when you try and suppress it um so that's what i'd say another one as well is kids don't well human beings don't process negatives so now you tell your kid not what to do only what to do if i said to you don't think of a blue tree already thought of it blue tree blue bang tree, don't yeah. you so uh let's say i didn't actually want you to think of a blue tree uh another thing i say is think about me holding this water bottle so you know your kids fucking drawing on the walls don't say don't draw on the walls say put the pen down and draw on the piece of paper okay okay so we spoke a lot about controlling emotions um obviously how would how would you reprogram somebody to control their emotions or what would you say to someone in the more older adolescence so like the more older age our ages now um, you know, i could imagine as, as you grow up and literally reach a certain age, you're pretty much, this, you've already got your beliefs, you already know how you're gonna to react to situations. So how would you direct somebody to change their emotions and actually be able to control and understand? Well, here's the thing, they only know at a surface conscious level. They don't know the, the deeper structure of that. So step number one would be to get rid of the unresolved emotions, um, okay. to let go of those emotions. 
because when you let go of all unresolved emotions, things don't trigger you. A lot of things, you know, something will trigger someone and it'll bring up all the unresolved emotions. So that's when it starts creating problems in our life. So first one is get rid. How do you do that? Through a breakthrough. <laughs> I was say, I was, so besides the breakthrough, would you say something like acceptance or um, it's, it's like awareness can have power in itself, bringing awareness to it. It doesn't necessarily fix problems. Sometimes it can. Um, but what are you aware of? Like it's not just unresolved emotions, it's unresolved limiting decisions, it's unresolved limiting beliefs you've got going online. These ways and means to get down to the depths of that, you know, I, I'm massive on like psychedelics. Psychedelics can bring awareness of stuff that's in there. Doesn't always get rid of it or sometimes it's not at the deepest, deepest roots if you want it to be. Um, it can be a bit chaotic when you're on psychedelics. So through certain processes, we can What's take them and guide them. What, what? What's psychedelics to? Uh, LSD, mushrooms, um, that's it, actually. I really want to do ayahuasca, DMT. I do want to try them. What's the, what's the ayahuasca one? Is that... It's it's a great question. So it's like a, it's like two plants that they boil together. Is it like a, meant to be like a therapy, in a way. Kind of, yeah. Well, it yeah, depends yeah. on well, it depends on like what you what's the intention behind. Have you ever took any any of them for like therapy, so like spiritual reasons or anything? Yeah, I went to I've been to magic mushroom retreats and stuff. And looking back now, this is prior to my breakthrough. Um, oh, okay, so does that like um, was that to help understand your trauma? Yeah, it was after me me breakup, so I was like, obviously going through the breakup, you you yeah. holding on to shit like you do. So I went, um, it was, it was like you take magic mushrooms, you're doing all these breathing exercises, mm. and then it release a lot of trauma. It does release trauma, but it don't get rid of the trauma. So it's a coping mechanism. So at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, it was, a, I didn't realize it. It was a coping mechanism. I felt great, but then you know, two weeks after, three weeks after, you I go back to your old ways. It's yeah, you, it's it's not you've not pulled the root out. You've just, you've just cut the cut the cut the weeds, and the weeds can grow back. I always wanted to ask. We we spoke about children and the programming, but what age does it actually start? Never We've start? always been programmed to the day you die. The minute you're born, the day you die. In the first seven years of life is what we call the imprint period. Is when you've got no defense. So the the rate of programming is like through the roof. And even after that, your conscious mind isn't fully formed. Even twenty, so you're still getting massively programmed until you're about you know, until your mid twenties. Um, even after that, we're always all day, every day, constantly being programmed. The difference is now we have the ability to accept or reject it. Mm, However, yeah. we can only accept or reject things if we're aware of it. Yeah. So like going down, flipping back to what we were saying before about the matrix and stuff like we're getting programmed like fuck when you watch films on Netflix and you're watching the news and stuff like this sort of things embedded in there, there's many techniques and I see exactly what they do now where they'll unconsciously they'll distract your conscious mind with a story mm -hmm. and like, you're like, Oh yeah, it's a great story. But embedded in what you're watching is lots of symbols and meanings and metaphors and all these different things that your unconscious mind picks up. So they distract your conscious mind and then they embed in all this programming into your unconscious mind. So obviously we live in a world now, which um, I don't know if you does anyone know Dan Cole? Yeah. Dan Dan who? Dan Cole. He's like, uh, like a it rings a bell. I don't know who he is. And he does the videos like the moving particles and everything. Yeah, yeah. Dan Cole. So a, a lot of the things he speaks about, which is worldwide and everybody knows, is digital distractions. Right. So distractions are not only it's more digital. So like you got the social media, TikTok, the TVs, the obviously the phones and everything. So how is it? So you're talking about like the mind and everything. How is it? you avoid digital distractions? Um, 
Because this, every, cause every piece of programming in real life and right now is pretty much done on via digital. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is. It's a big, like you think about it now, that there's so many methods to get programmed now compared to 10 years ago. That's so the rate yeah. of programming, especially kids, fuck me. <laughs> like, it's fucked. Deep it. With the we iPad probably had a different lifestyle. 10 years ago, I remember 10 years ago, I was outside. Yeah, playing like, out. My brother. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to go that side. Yeah. <laughs> iPad, school. Netflix, all of that. Everything. Yeah. So, so how is how is it you avoided it? So, um, again, awareness is key. It's, it's awareness, like being able to clock stuff. Um, like, oh, trying to program me there. Like, when you're aware of it, your conscious mind kicks in and then it has the ability to accept it or reject it. Mm. When you're not aware of it and your conscious mind is distracted, your unconscious is getting programmed. So, it's it first step is awareness um also like what are you doing on social media like are you using it intentionally are you using it or is it using you mm. like are you there rubbing your knob looking at birds on instagram all the time like i used to do it <laughs> like, <laughs> looking at shit or are you there using it to build your business or you know yeah. build an audience for whatever reason to monetize it um so it's being intentional with that Again, even with awareness with everything, there's only, you can't be, you know, you can't be perfect. There will be stuff that gets passed and, um, and do it. In an ideal world, the best method would be to fuck your phone off, to fuck all TV off, to fuck everything off and, and be in the present. Yeah, mm. go monk mode. However, in the world we live, that's not always possible. People got businesses to run or whatever, you know. Mm. So with that being said, you can only do the best you can with the resources that you've got. I want to talk about your breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. What is a breakthrough? And you said you've experienced one. Yeah, great question. So I suppose it's flipping back to what I've said, really. Um, completely rewiring the neurological structure for more external success mm -hmm. and more internal peace. It helps get your crew going from point C to wanting to go to point B with your captain. So it feels like you're swimming downstream. There's three parts to a breakthrough in the briefest nutshell. It's two days intense in the room with me from in the morning to late at night. Two days like that? Yeah. And how, how many hours? Uh, we started at like 11, didn't we? Took like an hour for lunch. Yeah, it's oh, full so, on. So it's just like the whole day, yo, we're getting this sorted Straight now. Through, yeah, so day one. Like the efficiency. Yeah, well, day mm. one is find the route and then pull up the route. You don't want to be like, pull up, you don't want to find someone's route and then be like, see ya. <laughs> Pull, pulling up all that shit and trauma. And then you're like, see the bit. <laughs> you okay, don't want to do that. Like, Yo, you come to there, you're going to get it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you pull it up and then as soon as you get it up, bang, nib it in the head. <laughs> Fucking pull that, pull, that, pull that fucker out. I love it, Jake. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Day two is planting the new route. So you, it's all the future-based stuff um, reprogramming mm -hmm. you for more external success and more internal peace and freedom and program you for your empowered self moving forward. So between day one and two, did Callum have any trouble sleeping or did you replace the route the same day that you found it? Oh, we got, so I eliminated the route day one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Day one, we, uh, we, we completely eliminated it. Um, but yeah. How did you sleep, Callum? <laughs> the first night, yeah. uh, we only had like, a few hours sleep because we got up at like two, didn't we? And then, the, the second night, oh, we were flying, like high up life. We had an edible as well. That's classic. It was like, if you ever seen The Matrix, it was yeah. like we took, I took the red pill and I entered a new world and it was like yeah. game on. And then we only had four hours sleep, went while camping 
and I was like, I had all the energy in the world. So, all right. And so since since you've done this as well, how was your how has your life been since doing it? Do you know what? So doing Callum's breakthrough was actually a big reminder for me because, like, so for example, what's your problem with like what's your emotion to this bottle right now? Survival need it to need water to drink. It's just water. All right, maybe that's a bad example. What, <laughs> what what's your uh, this wallet? This wallet. What's your emotion to this wallet right now? Money, wealth. I don't know. Have you got any emotional attachment? Nah, no emotional attachment. Just just the wallet. Just the wallet. Yeah. Just the wallet. Yeah. Not even mine. It's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no emotional so, attachment. So, what your problems? Something that used to be a massive problem for you in your life that you just was doing all the time is now how you feel about this wallet. So it's it's a bit of a mad one. Sometimes you forget like how far you've come. And it was crazy, like watching Callum go through the process. It was a big reminder for me of how I used to be. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, I had all these problems. And it's like, you were just in this space now of just like, I feel like I'm on a pill every day. Like I'm just high on life. I just, it just feel great. And um, I suppose one of three things can happen. You either carry on doing the stuff you were doing before, for a different reason. It's not a coping mechanism. It's just, you just want to do it. Mm. You either stop doing the things that you did, certain things, um, because it was a coping mechanism and there's no purpose doing it anymore, or you start doing new things. But I, the level I operate on now, the way I think, the way I show up in the world, um, the way I feel, um, is, because my breakthrough was about a year ago now, is completely different to the way I used to be prior to that. Completely different. I just, mm. things just, it's its a place of coming of, um, are you capable? Yeah. Like, are you capable of, of handling with whatever presents itself to you? Like, I generally uh, come from a place now, let's say my mum died. Yes, I'd be very upset. It's appropriate to be upset. But I'll be all right. And I know it'd be all right. I could go bankrupt. And yeah, I'd be like, oh shit. That's, but I'd be all right. And life's a dance. And it's just like, just go with the dance. Go with it. And it's like, rather than reacting. <laughs> yeah, clip it, clip <laughs> it. Yeah, just go, just go with the dance. And like, rather than be like, oh shit. Like, you, you're not capable. You're suppressing shit. You're thinking, oh fuck. And your head's falling off and this and that. Like, yeah, it's appropriate to experience whatever emotion you're experiencing from that event. But behind that, are you capable of handling it? Mm. Can you dance with it? Okay. That's true power. That's where true power lies. What were some of the coping mechanisms that you had and then Ooh. you just became aware of and you was like, no, they gotta go? Um, not necessarily that they had to go. Some of them did. Or maybe deal with it differently. Yeah, it was just like, mm. so um, I felt like a little bitch, right? That was, yeah. my, that was my root cause belief. Um, I'm massive into jujitsu. I'm massive into MMA. That was a coping mechanism. Are you graded? I have got blue belt in a two two shots of me blue belt in jiu jitsu. So yes, had a fight yet? Amateur fight or? I've, to be honest, I've not really trained properly for the last couple of years. Uh, when I was a kid, I smashed yeah. it six days a week. I'll be honest with you, a lot of my ones, um, I still do the same things just for a different reason. Like a big one for me was uh, I, a coping mechanism was shagging around, like just shagging loads of girls. Mm. Um, and it was like I needed this validation from women. The reason why I needed the validation because I felt like a little bitch. Um, I'm actually, I'm talking to someone now, so it's not the case, but prior to that, uh, after me breakthrough, I was just, you know, sh shagging about a little bit and it was just, yeah, it's just 
answer the shag. There was no deeper stuff behind it. She's fit, that's one of shagger. <laughs> as simple as that. Um, but, um, you know, like business, for example, sales, it was all, again, it was just coping mechanisms for me. Um, Why would you say they were coping mechanisms? Uh, it was a way of masking of me feeling like a little bitch. Going out there making a sale, I was like, yeah, yeah I'm the man, I'm this, I'm that. Um, but wouldn't that give you a sense of fulfillment? It, again, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It's the intention behind it. Now it does. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, now yeah, that, yeah. the way it used to be, that sense of fulfillment I got from the sale was my way of putting a plaster Over. on the belief I had of feeling like a little mm -hmm. bitch. Uh, it was a golden mechanism. Uh, now it's like, yeah, just fucking just want to close the deal because I feel sick. <laughs> it's like, it's where you operate from with that. Uh, so, yeah. I wanted to ask you, do you take any supplements? Uh, I don't, you know, uh, like I've got, I've got um, a protein shake that I have, like just, just that I ordered. I should start taking supplements though. Um, Which ones would you take? What protein shakes or As like just supplements? Oh, throughout my life, I've, I've tried loads. I've had like nutritional drinks and stuff. I was mm -hmm. in when I was in network marketing. I was in like some health companies, so there was like uh, one called Isogenics, a bit like Herbalife, another called Arix, which was similar. So they had like all these nutritional shakes and bits and bobs and stuff. So I've had a lot of them. I've done the whole vitamins and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I've fallen off with, to be honest with you. And the reason being is when you start to look into a lot of it, um, they're not as good for you as you think. There are a lot of good ones out there. It's just knowing which ones. And an area that I'm actually want to work on now in my life um, is health. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a place I want to educate myself more on so I do know what is the right stuff to put in my body. Because there's so many layers to this yeah. stuff. It's very depth. Like uh, a good friend of ours uh, called Charlie, he said something to me over the weekend, really hit me hard. A big mistake we made um, thousands of years ago is when we chose to, um, to switch to farming. Now we've gone from foraging to farming. Farming is back-breaking work. And it was like for thousands of years, you know, we're plowing the fields, we're doing all this sort of stuff. Like it's really backbreaking work. And then that structure of the graft, the grind, has then followed on into modern day society of jobs and all this sort of stuff. Who's happier? The person who is doing all that or the person who is roaming free, just picking fresh fruit from the trees and mm. free as a bird doing what he wants, completely free. Who's happier? Now, when we were foragers, your parents would pass on the knowledge of foraging. This is the right mushrooms to eat. These are the right fruits to pick. These Don't eat these berries. You know, the whole complex of knowledge. And, you know, especially in the UK, there was more forests. We've cut down all the forests now. So that based on that, there was loads more going on. Yeah. Um, and then what happened, we started farming, we're cutting down the trees, we're doing all this sort of stuff. The, the knowledge of farming was then passed on and the knowledge of foraging was then slowed down to the point where we forgot all this knowledge and information that we used to have of foraging and we only know how to farm now. And I believe that that was a big mistake that we made. Definitely. The society now, if we if we had stick to foraging rather than farming, the whole structure of society right now would be completely different to the way we see it today. So you spoke about awareness, but I want to understand at what point in your life did you become aware? Aware of what? Aware of, let's say, problems you had. 
uh, it, what in terms of from like an NLP point of view? In terms of any, any point of view, because like I said, okay, let's say for personal growth, because maybe it's something that was stopping you from becoming the person you want to be. At what point did you have, did you think, wow, this is actually becoming stopping me from what I want to do and who I want? To uh, great question. I don't think there was. I think there was blockages. I don't think there was anything. So you had to become aware of them blockages. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so at what point did you become aware? I think the massive one for me was my breakthrough. Mm. Massively, because that was like bringing everything to the surface. How long ago was that? About a year ago now. So only a year you feel like you're living up to the full potential. However, prior to that, there was momentum in life. You know, we were doing things, not at the level we are now, but there was things. Now, here's the thing. You can, even if you're not aware, you can still create success. People who haven't had a breakthrough, there's loads of people who've gone out there and built multi-million pounds businesses. However, what is the deeper structure to that? You don't necessarily notice the handbrakes on until the car's at full yeah. throttle. So, um, yeah, I think I, I was aware of bits and bobs. I knew about NLP. I knew sort of stuff behind this, but not to the level I know it now. Um, it's all sort of, uh, I wouldn't say there was one pivotal moment other than the breakthrough, because prior to that, there was moments where you have, oh, you have a realization, you have a realization, then you have a realization, you have a realization, and it's all of that compounding through time mm. to get to to where we are now. I just wanted to ask you, just before I move on to my, my personal last question. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I just want you to tell me more about like your mushroom retreats. Oh yeah, so Matt, Matt so obviously went to the, the one in Kent mm-hmm. and that was prior to my breakthrough. Uh, and then the one after my breakthrough was out in Ibiza. Um, again, whole different reason, just wanted to go because it's cool thing to do <laughs> um but is it a place called crystal mountain out in the mountains mad little place like big fuck off crystals and stuff everywhere proper hippie place uh-huh. and we get there and uh we start practicing we're all sober we're going in this pool and stuff and um we're doing all this breath work but you get some like mad hippie women there some fit birds there well <laughs> i thought they were fit <laughs> and then i like, start getting like the tits out and stuff and i'm like well this is this is gonna this is gonna get fruity this proper mad <laughs> Anyways, and then you're in the pool doing the thing, and then as they're getting out, getting changed, they're lifting their arms up, and I was like, ah, oh. it's like they've got armpit hair. <laughs> 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 I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell. Um, anyways, so there was only like two of them. It was like that, and then, um, <laughs> and then yes, yeah, so we started taking uh, these magic mushrooms, and we're all doing these breathing exercises, passing around a load of joints and that, and then. Um, yeah, it just it it just went to it's mad. Like I don't know how to describe it. You just your mind goes to places. You realise there's so much more than there actually is. Have you boys ever done magic mushrooms? No. Nah, but my auntie was telling me to go for like some magic mushrooms, like a spiritual cleanser or something. It, it's like it peels away the layers of the self awareness. See, I always thought it does that. Like it helps you identify parts of your trauma or anything. But I don't. I didn't ever think it actually heals it it can i wouldn't it wouldn't say it gets rid of the root definitely doesn't um just awareness in certain things though kind of have massive impacts mm-hmm. um the actual experience from a psychedelic trip to what you experience in a breakthrough and bearing in mind you're sober in a breakthrough uh well you can be sober <laughs> um a very sort of similar kind of experiences. Just one's guided. It takes you right down to the bottom of the depths. The other one is a bit messy, bit chaotic. There's no sort of guidance with it. It doesn't necessarily get down to the root. Um, 
But I definitely recommend trying them. Definitely. Okay. You just... Yeah. I, Don't worry, man. We got you as the contacts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like contacts. you realise, like, we're told we've got five senses. Again, flipping back to the start of how we dumb down. We're told we've got five senses. See, hear, touch, taste, and feel. Feel, that's feel? the one. Yeah. Um, there is more. You've got your sixth sense. You've got your intuition. You've got your pineal glands. You know, I believe the way that every bit of everything's a lie. The history we're told at school is a lie. I believe we, uh, I believe giants used to walk the earth. I believe that our pineal gland was a lot bigger than it is today, which is sort of um, it's a gland in your brain. It's a seat. So, so I'm guessing you understand chakras. Yeah, 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 not not at a deep level. I know what they are and stuff. Um, it's something I do want to understand more. Um, but yeah, not at a deep kind of level. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, these, when you're on shrooms, I've had experiences where, and they've said the same thing. Like, I feel like I've been able to talk to my mates without talking to them. Like you just pick up what they're saying without opening your mouth, like telepathically. Telepath it's yeah. mad. Oh. I know it's a mad thing, but you kind of get a Doctor feel. Your vibes. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can understand what the what's going on, and they can feel the same. It's a very very mad experience. See, my auntie did say something like that. She said her friend was in the corner of the room, and it felt like they were talking. And she said she felt like she was watching. She was her. feeling energy. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you can pick up energies. Energy is a language, mm -hmm. and you can communicate through energy. And getting well into it, like told like histories of life stuff. All these big cathedrals and churches and all that. They weren't built by the Christians and all this. They were hijacked by them. You know, I this is just my belief. I don't have any facts or anything you know, on this or anything. It's just information I've gathered over the years combined together. Um, you know, a lot of them, especially cathedrals, you find by a body of water. Water holds energy. I believe these buildings were antennas where people used to go and they used to be able to communicate around the world through energy. Antennas oh, direct energy. And the biggest, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So before we move on to the final question by the guest, I've got my final question, which I ask everyone. What's seven things you can't live without? Oh. Uh, that I can't live without? Yeah. Uh, what a question. Seven things I can't live without. Water. <laughs> Water. Uh <-huh>. Food. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't live without leaning into my purpose. Okay, um, that's yeah, a big okay. one. Um, I couldn't live without. Um, couldn't live without helping people. Now, okay, big part of me that. Um, I couldn't live. I couldn't live a life knowing I'm not operating at my full potential. Okay, is that the same? Is that the same as the first one? The second. Uh, okay, all right. We'll do another one then. Um. I couldn't, um, I couldn't live in victim mentality. Mm. Okay. I couldn't intentionally hurt someone. Okay. Unless it was like they've done something very, 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 very bad. Um, so when you say you but like, I couldn't hurt a good person. Yeah, I think even then, though, I'd just be like, I come from a place of just peace now. Um, and then 
last one, one I think, mm-hmm. is um, I couldn't live. Couldn't live in a state of fear. The final question from our guests. All right. So our previous guest asked, "What's the secret? What's the secret? Majority of entrepreneurs are missing to the to, to get change. to their next level. They focus on skills and abilities, which is great. They need it. They ain't going anywhere without skills and abilities, but they ain't focusing on the internal shit. Are your captain and your ship aligned? Have you got weeds in your garden? Are you trying to flatten the weeds with coping mechanism, or are you pulling the root out and then planting a new seed? Thank you very much, Taka. Thank you. Thank Belter, you. thank you. Boss, it's a Belter. Come on, come on, let's have it. <laughs>